0: Hey, it's the right Man coming to you, another Broncos Country Blitz. Broncos lose 30-23 to the Chiefs. Had Arrowhead to drop to 3-5, and five, but this was an odd game. Just from the standpoint of you, you felt like we brought our A game for a good part of the game despite losing the game. Keenum had a great game for three out of four quarters. We had a lot of our younger players step up. Uh, Booker looked the best he's looked since we drafted him. Unfortunately, still not enough when we lose in the end. It's kind of interesting. Some people would argue the Chiefs are the best team in the league. Uh, Of course, some people would argue that along with the Saints and the Rams and everything like that. But both times we played the Chiefs, we have been just a few striking plays away from beating them. Um, You know, even if McManus wouldn't have missed that long field goal, who knows how the game would have trended? Uh, But you know, it just goes back to the bad. Bad play calling in the in the fourth quarter. We seem to get off track sometimes. I don't know if we get nervous about, you know, catching up or when we're in the lead. I don't don't quite know what it is. I mean, we had the running game going. There was no reason to go to the, all the drop back passes um, and just the penalties. I mean, the defensive penalties, the offensive penalties are just killers, and they're just so undisciplined. It's at one point during the game, I screamed out, "Stop holding!" I mean. Half the holding penalties on offense, probably more than that, weren't necessary. They they weren't going to affect the play. And, sure, you don't want to get your quarterback killed or anything like that. But if it's not one that you think the guy's going directly for your QB, let him go. Let him go. We have talented running backs that can get out of several tackles. You know, let them go ahead and, 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 and finish their rush if you don't have them. And it is unfortunate, you know. Uh, Bronco man that you know posts in our uh, Broncos group on Facebook as well said one of his biggest concerns was his offensive line and, and the depth for the season. If we lost anyone, obviously we've been banged up, and, and sure enough, it's starting to show. I think the one thing I've noticed that's very common with today is, is I don't see a big difference on how much Keenum's getting pressured in, in terms of how much Simeon was getting pressured and Lynch was getting pressured the last few years. I don't see a difference. I don't see an improvement. Um, you know, it's it, it just the the picks we've picked up haven't developed the way we wanted them to. The the people we've gotten in the free agency, the O line just doesn't seem like it's that much of an upgrade. And, and really, you win on the offensive defensive lines. Um, the D line stepped up pretty good today. They looked a, they looked a lo- they've looked a little better the last couple weeks. Um, but yeah, that offensive line is—it's still, still something we're going to have to repair in the off-season. Um, you know, some positives from today, though. Phil Lindsey, I think he can be—you know—a feature back. And and not saying Royce Freeman still doesn't have a big role in this offense, but I think Phil Lindsey proved today he can—he can carry the load. Um, so I think that's going to be exciting moving forward. Um, you know, and and Tim Patrick, you know, our young wide receiver, really stepped up today on the reverse and the touchdown catch. I mean, we're starting to see some of these young players starting to step up, and I think if, if some if some of those start transitioning in, we can get some complete games. We can start stringing some wins together. But you know, at three and five, I th- I think you know we talked about a possible fire sale in one of my other podcasts. I think now you'll see a couple people moved. I'd be just fine if Marshall. Roby and Demaryius Thomas were all moved by Tuesday. I think it's fine to move on, move on from all three of them. Roby had that that terrible call, that terrible pass interference call when he, when he just didn't need to do it. He already had the guy covered. He was already on the sideline, but gave the Chiefs the first down, and, and he just seems to play scared. Plus, he doesn't really seem to take a ton of risks in terms of getting turnovers and stuff. I like aggressive corners, and he kind of seems to be more of a I'm going to make sure to do what I need to do to get my job finished. Marshalls, like I said, nothing against him. Fine linebacker. You know, you look at his career at the Broncos, though, and go, you know, if that was Tervathan instead of him that we had kept, probably look a little different on the defensive side of the ball because Tervathan can actually cover the you know, tight ends coming out of the and coming out of the formation, or even if they line them up in the backfield, uh, you know, Trevathan uh, still a beast and can still do it in Chicago. And Demarius Thomas, I uh, th- think you all listen to my other podcasts, and, and and I mentioned in one that I was at his probably best game ever in the 2000 wild card against the Steelers. A lot of people call it the Tebow game. And, and so I've, I've always enjoyed watching him, but really, honestly, since the last year Peyton Manning that guy has dialed it in and and there have been drops we all know about his drops but this year especially again you know Joseph mentioned in the offseason how much of a role DT needed to play obviously that didn't happen again all the trade rumors came up and today you know had the drop cross the middle of the catch he should have made He, he had one you know highlight reel worthy catch for a first down but really, you just, the effort's not there. Demaryius Thomas is dialing it in. It's time to move it on. We can do just fine with all our other receivers. I've seen Emmanuel Sanders is more of our number one than Demaryius Thomas for some time now. So, maybe it's time to move on from all three of those guys. But like I said, some bright spots. It, you know, if the Chiefs are definitely one of the best teams in the league and we were able to come that close to beating them both times. And a lot of the problems we have were self-inflicted wounds that stuff can be fixed, and whether that can be fixed from, you know, the coaching staff that we have or a new staff coming in next year, we'll wait and see, but at three and five, you gotta think while we're still playing this season, we're gonna start playing some of the younger guys and start seeing what we got um, as we transition into next year. Uh, You know, in the NFL these days, there is no rebuild, there's retooling, and I think we're gonna probably start seeing some of that retooling, but, you know, was happy with the way a lot of the players stepped up today. Um, I'm still waiting for Keenan to put together that four-quarter game, but I thought for three-quarters today he probably had one of his best games with us, you know, maybe his best game with us. He has just got to cut out that, that one interception a game, that turnover a game. Um, but, like I said, the offensive line is really not doing him any favors, um, you know, minus maybe the Arizona game. They really haven't done him a ton of favors all season. So... um and, and Phillip Lindsey, if we can get that kind of production and stick with the run every week, we are going to string some wins together. So, tough loss today, but at least it felt like everyone, for the most part, um, unless your name was Demarius Thomas, came to play. So, until next week, this is the Rye Man. Once again, the Broncos drop to the Kansas City Chiefs, 30-23 to at Arrowhead to drop to 3-5. and five. And this is another Broncos Country Blitz.
1: Hey, Broncos country blitz. This is Austin from D Bronx podcast. Hey, I totally get the logic behind potentially trading Thomas to another team. Um, However, I do want to say that he's been far underrated in his career. Uh, He's going to go down with Rod Smith as the two best receivers in a long storied franchise. And when compared to Des Bryant, in the same time frame, not including this year, he's got over 100 more catches, almost 1,500 more yards, uh, more plays of 40-plus yards, more plays of 20-plus yards, more catches that went for first downs, uh, more yards per game. The only thing that Des Bryant hasn't beat isn't in touchdowns, and that's not even by much. Uh, there's a reason Des Bryant's not on our team, while Thomas is still a one or a two receiver. And Emmanuel Sanders has... Has uh, has outplayed uh, Thomas exactly zero seasons in the NFL. Um, not to say that he's not doing it this year. He definitely is this year. Uh, but I think we just have to appreciate our guys a little bit more. He certainly earned his contract. Oh, and I did want to say one more thing about Demary Thomas before I let you go. Uh, a lot of people talk about how he played with Peyton Manning, and that is true. That obviously helped his career. However... He played with Peyton Manning four out of nine years. He also played with Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow, Trevor Simeon, Brock Osweiler, Paxton Lynch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Whereas Des Bryant, uh, for his nine years, he played with Tony Romo for the better part of seven of them, uh, not including injury. So uh, Tony Romo is obviously not the same level as Peyton Manning, uh, but he was considered an elite quarterback at least statistically for most of his career um and in addition to that uh 2015 Peyton Manning we all know that was not a good Peyton Manning um so really you can only say that you can only use the Peyton Manning argument for three of his nine years so uh, I think I think I think Thomas has just been underrated and, and needs a little more credit than what a lot of people give him